The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. I'm Mitch Krumpetich, and I don't usually do that part, but I'm joined by Charlie Erling. Hi, Suns fans. Who happens to be a little bit under the weather today, so that's why I did it. How'd I do? You did solid, for sure. I had to really think about it. But today... We will be recapping the last week of games against the Nuggets, the Warriors, and the Kings, and then previewing the upcoming games against the Trailblazers, the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Grizzlies. And before we start doing that, shout-outs are in order. So our bet question from last week was, what will the Suns shoot from three-point range? At Comic Evangelist on Twitter, was the closest guest, so shout out to him. And also shout out to him because he always answers our non-sports section, and I think that's really fun. I love hearing from everyone about their non-sports, so that's cool. But that means that Charlie wins for the month of December on a two-month winning streak, so I I owe him dinner again uh, because we were going to do one more for the month of December, but there's no way for me to win because it's three to one and there's technically one week left of December. So congratulations again. I'm excited for another free dinner and I hope to keep getting one once per month. <laughs> so put your suit on. We're going to Applebee's. Yeah, boy. <laughs> this is not sponsored by Applebee's, but if you want to sponsor us. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. So the first game that we're going to cover is a loss to the Nuggets. That game was on Monday, December 23rd. It was a 113-111 to heartbreaking loss in which Jamal Murray somehow destroyed us again with 28 points seven assists and three rebounds on 12 for 19 shooting, including a dagger to put the Nuggets up late. This was very disheartening heading into my favorite day of the year, my favorite two days of the year, really, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But we fought hard. We showed some heart. Just couldn't pull it out in the end. Right, and after a first quarter where the Nuggets go up 34 to 22, Sometimes you might expect a team like the Suns to just roll over after that, but that wasn't the case. Outscored them in both the second and the third to make it a close game. And, you know, that was kind of the theme of the week is uh, going in, feeling pretty confident into that fourth quarter and then letting it slip away. But that didn't happen in every game this week, luckily. But it was nice to see the team really come together in the middle of this one to not let it get away from them. Right. And, you know, this really was a decent game, especially if you look at bench points. We outscored their bench 41 to 31. 
So this was nice to to see us have some more contributions from the bench. Also, 48 points in the paint as opposed to their 42, which is kind of a surprise given you know, having Jokic on their team and everything. But Mikhail Bridges had 12 points. Cam Johnson had 11. Frank Kaminsky had 13. Solid contribution from the bench. Made a big difference. It's the, we- it's the reason why this game was so close. But Devin Booker put up a massive stinker of a game. 3 for 12 shooting with 11 points. Most of those, uh, four of them came from free throws. He hit one three and... He had, I think he had three points going into the fourth quarter. I don't know if his wrist was still bothering him, but he had a very off game. Yeah, he only had one shot attempted at some point in the second quarter, midway through the second, I believe it was, and that's just very uncharacteristic. Yeah, we've we've heard everyone talk about how we're not using Booker to the full extent in Monty's system here. We're not giving him enough one-on-one opportunities or we're not running great off-ball plays for him. But, you know, one shot through the second quarter, that's that's pretty, pretty unlikely. And I doubt we see that happen very often again. But you can tell something's going on with him at this point. Right, and we'll talk about this later. He was able to turn it around, thankfully. Uh, One more note is Jokic, who I mentioned previously, had a triple-double with 22 points, 10 assists, 12 rebounds. He is really good. Uh, I think people may have forgotten that, but he's like a great player. So, yeah, I don't want to say anymore. Um, I was – I'll say I I like the Nuggets. Um, They were kind of like a – I don't know, second, third favorite team of mine growing up in Wyoming. I don't like them anymore. I I don't know. I just, I did not enjoy watching Jokic. I didn't enjoy Jamal Murray pick us apart again. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm too much of a Devin Booker fanboy to like the Nuggets because of Jamal Murray. He just tears us up every time. And, you know, those guys kind of have a little back and forth going. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it for this game. Trying not to dwell too much on the losses because we do have a win to talk about, which is always nice. So let's, let's breeze through this next game because it was terrible. 105-96 loss to the Warriors. This was on Friday, December 27th. We walked in, you know, game that we should have won, could have won. Would have been awesome if we would have won for the standings and rolled over. Didn't get off the bus. When I was in high school, uh, my football coaches would always say, like, you guys didn't get off the bus when we, like, didn't play well at the beginning of the game. That's, I mean, that's basically what happened here. It was, it was rough. Well, and I should say, the beginning of the game went well for us. We rolled over in the end. The fourth quarter, they scored 39 points and we had 18. We completely gave up. At one point, we midway through the third i'm so tired of saying this but we're up by over 10 we're up by double digits and we just blow the lead we let it get away from us and the warriors didn't get another lead until with less than five minutes left in the in the fourth quarter that's when they got their lead so really really frustrating game go up big can't maintain the lead kind of the story of any time we have a lead devin booker was able to turn it around though 
34 points, four assists, three rebounds on 13 for 24 shooting. Still one for six from three. He has been not great from three lately. We also saw Tyler Johnson get some minutes, surprisingly, but we had to do whatever we could. Um, Kelly Oubre really was a game changer in this one because he had six points and he barely played. He only played 22 minutes, and he had a few quick fouls very early on through the game. He only ended with four fouls, but he had three of them in the first quarter. So that's pretty much the story of this one. You know, I just have to say that Steve Kerr does a great job, and I don't think you can... Yeah, the, the team was 9-24 and after this game, but without... Curry and Thompson and they don't have Durant any anymore. They're doing some pretty neat things there and anytime they can win a game with this roster, it's it's pretty impressive. Like look at who's Damian Lee? I barely even know who Damian Lee is and he's been putting up crazy numbers lately. So just shout out to Kerr, he does great things. He does. And D'Angelo Russell had a good game with 31 points. He he was really going in this one. Our old friend Marquise Chris had a terrible game as usual. Two points, one assist, one rebound in 13 minutes. I guess it was efficient. He was minus 11. He looked pretty awful. So just a nice reminder that we traded up to get him in the draft. So Yeah, wow. that's tough. That was such that's, a downer. That's almost as bad as getting outscored by 21 points in the fourth quarter to the Warriors. Yes, it was horrible. So let's let's move on from that. We have a win to talk about. Our losing streak has come to an end. Saturday, December 28th, the Suns beat the Kings 112-110 to in a game that we tried our very hardest to give away, but somehow hung on to. Again, midway through the third quarter, we're up 67-54 to and completely fall apart. I'm noticing a trend. We do this a lot. We were able to somehow keep this lead, though. And as we were going back and forth, trading baskets, being up one, being up two, being tied, that kind of thing, we eventually get to the point where we're up by two and the Kings are going to get the ball. They run their play. Harrison Barnes gets a wide open three-point look and misses everything. But he really should have made that and the clock would have expired they would have won 113 to 112, and we would be saying completely different things about this game. Yeah, it was really nice that we were able to stick this one out. And I saw a good post on the Sun subreddit today. It was a video clip of a Suns fan at the game just taking a, a shot of the very last shot of the game. And as soon as it leaves Harrison Barnes' hands, he says, no. And I, I did the exact same thing. It was kind of, you know, it, it felt like it was going in. But luckily, it misses, and then he le- he lets out a relieved, yeah, and that's, that's how <laughs> I felt, too. It's even after you saw it miss, it still didn't feel great, but it's a W. Well, Devin Booker and Aaron Baines were both mad. They couldn't believe that shot was that wide open. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to watch that again, but where was the miscommunication on that? How do you, how do you even let that happen? It was just a missed assignment by Baines, basically. Missed switch. He knew it, too. He put his hands right in his face. He knew it. Yeah, Yeah. you you can't be having that stuff happening at the end of the game. And 
yes, Aaron Baines is playing 30 minutes and starting at center for us. This is a it's a big load for Baines to carry. But then again, in this fourth quarter, he he played pretty solid. He had a good chunk of his points in this fourth quarter and helped us uh, stick it out. Yeah, he finished the game with 17 points and six rebounds. Devin Booker, like I said, though, turned it around with 32 points and 10 rebounds. And Kelly Oubre was a beast in this game. Both Booker and Oubre played 40 minutes. Oubre had 20 points, 16 rebounds, and 5 assists. He was all over the place, and it was awesome to see. Oh my gosh, this it, it was great. It really was. Uh, also, shout out to Mikhail Bridges, who had 11 points on 5 for 7 shooting and 2 steals that were really big. Um, he pretty much was the only one who did anything on our bench. Eliakobo was okay. He had six points in 11 minutes, but our bench is looking pretty rough lately. Kaminsky only played six minutes. Diallo played 11. Yeah, this was a game where the Kings are pretty, pretty thin at the big man position. They're starting Holmes. Then they have Bielitsa. And then otherwise, they didn't play anyone that's a true power forward or center. So I don't know if you can say that Monty took advantage of this and only played Dario for 21, Frank for less than 7, Diallo for 11. We got away with not playing these guys that a lot of us have been complaining about lately. And this ends up in a win. And I can't help but think maybe... Maybe it's time for Bridges to see a lot more time at power forward. That's kind of what I'm seeing after this game. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Maybe if we ever get Aiton back this season at this point, Ugh. we will, we will. I'm being overdramatic, but that's what it feels like right now. A starting lineup of Rubio, Booker, Ubre, Bridges, and Aiton sounds about like what we need at this point. Saric has actually been pretty good, aside from this game where he had no points and 0 for 7 shooting. But other than that, he he has been good. He's been hitting his threes pretty well. He posts up too much for my liking, but you know, it, you you take what you take the good with the bad in that case because it is still an upgrade from what we had in the past. But I, I don't know. I, I think Sarge maybe could benefit from coming off the bench. So I was flying home from Christmas vacation while this game was going on. You know, I sprung for the Wi-Fi on the flight, which FYI, it's not good enough to stream on Hulu or anything. Just uh, letting everybody know that. So I, I caught bits and pieces, but... So I looked at the box score after the game, saw what happened, and then I rewatched the game before we recorded here. And going into the game, knowing that Dario is going to miss all seven shots that he takes in this game, that's kind of a bummer when you have that mindset going in. It, it was kind of comical, though, because everything that went up, you just said, nope, and then you'd wait till the next possession to hopefully get a bucket, but... Yeah, yeah, Dario is very inconsistent, I can say. Sometimes he looks great, and he looks like this is what we need at power forward. And then games like this, it's 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 rough. Yeah, and this was a rough one. But a win is a win is a win is a win. I'm not going to say anything else. It feels good to win. And hopefully we can get on a streak now. 
as we go into a very important game on Monday the 30th against the Trailblazers in Portland. That's going to be a 8 p.m. start, so a little later than we're used to because of the time change. But this is very important because as of recording, the Suns are one and a half games out of the eight seed. This is a very, very big game. It's nice to be in big games at this point. So um, we, we recently played the Blazers, and it did not go well. <laughs> a one-point loss. But, you know, we can hang with these guys. We really can. So hopefully we can go in and just do work and come out with a win and 2019 on a two-game winning streak. That would be nice, but just as a reminder, no Aiton in this Blazers game. So we didn't have him last time. We lost by one. So we know it's doable to get a win. And, you know, maybe when the team knows, hey, we're close to this eight seed, every game really counts. Starting right now, every game counts. Maybe that, maybe that's a little fire that gets lit and we see the team turn around. I hope so. Then we begin 2020 on New Year's Day, January 1st, at the Lakers. This is going to be our last game of this five-game road trip. Or sorry, it's a four-game four road trip. So we will play the Lakers in Los Angeles. Hopefully Aiton's playing. No word on that yet. But I'm not uh, very excited about this one. Now, I have very little confidence in this game against the Lakers, if especially if Aiton isn't there. If you go back to last game, we just got abused by Davis and LeBron and Howard down low. We, we had no answer for their size and strength. So Aiton getting back would definitely be key to us making this a competitive one, I'd say. Yeah, I think it would too. But this is also our bet question game. So... I realize we didn't talk about this ahead of time, so I'm going to come up with something off the fly, and we'll see how it goes. This Maybe this will bode well for me. I need to get back on track for January. So let's see. What's something that only I would know that you wouldn't? No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's, let's say let, – <laughs> let's go with – who's some? we've been talking about Dario Saric. Let's yeah. talk about him. How many points is Dario going to have in the game against the Lakers? Okay, I like that. So, Dario against the Lakers, it's going to be tough sledding down low for the most part with JaVale and Dwight down there. But with this poor game we just saw, maybe we can hope for the bounce back game. I'm going to go 15. Okay, 15. I'm going to go 12. 12 is what I had in mind. I could see him hitting... A couple threes, maybe get into the line once. Once? You know, <laughs> posting up way too much. <laughs> I could see it. Okay, sure. so chime in on Twitter, at Sunny and PHX Pod, with how many points you think Dario Sharge will have in Wednesday's game against the Lakers. Maybe we'll get a happy new year after all. Hmm. So we continue the new year back at home. We start a five-game home streak against the Knicks on Friday the 3rd. I'm feeling much better about this. The Knicks, though the Knicks did just get a, a pretty impressive win over the Hawks. I mean, I know the Hawks aren't great. I know Trey Young got hurt, but um, I think we'll be okay. I think we can do it. I think so, too. I This will probably be the most confident I'm feeling going into a game lately. 
And that just kind of speaks to the position the Knicks are in, I guess. But I, I like our chances here. And, you know, we could really go for some good home cooking with this little home stand that we get. And I really think that the key to that is to start it off on the right foot. So hopefully we do put a lot of precedent on this Knicks game and make sure we get the W. Yeah, I think we have a good chance. The Knicks' best player is Marcus Morris, who he has done some damage to us in the past. Everybody has done some damage to us in the past. That's true. That's true. But former son, you know, got the history. Uh, I... I could see him kind of going off. He actually has been pretty good this year. But Julius Randle, Marcus Morris, they have such a weird team. I don't know. Name any other power forward that you can think of, and they probably have them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so odd team, but I I really, really think that this could be a good win. Uh, then we follow that up by Sunday, January 5th. We are at home against the Grizzlies. This is another game that I feel like is is a good opportunity for us to win. Now, the last time we played the Grizzlies, they beat us. John Morant had that really, really impressive dunk. Brandon Clark, my boy, go Zags, played well. But uh, I, I, don't, I think this could be another one that's very winnable. I know the Grizzlies have been pretty inconsistent this year. No, I, I, I still feel that we're a better team than the Grizzlies. And if we're at full strength for this one... We really, it's another one that really needs to be won. We need to prove that we're a better team than the Grizzlies because we we have the better roster. We have the better number one option. It just seems like we're better across the board. And I'm not taking any shots at Jackson Jr. or John Morant. I think they're both or great Brandon players. Clark. Or Clark. Uh, of course, <laughs> goes eggs, right? The goes eggs, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think we're the better team and wins like this, they they have to happen. So right. maybe and we get on a little two and run after we probably lose to the Lakers. That'd be nice to see. Right. Well, and I think this is important because if we are gonna make the playoffs, these are the games we have to win. Yeah. I think that's very, very simple. We have to beat these teams. These are the teams we're really competing with, too. So, uh, very winnable game. Interesting to see if Iguodala will still be on that team by then. I know we said that last week, probably, or the week before. Maybe we'll, I don't know. He's still there. No movement. Um, no trade movement either, just to check in on that. Nothing too exciting. We've seen one trade that wasn't exciting but nothing involving the suns we talked about that last week still no movement so you all will know about that right away though oh yeah still over a month until the trade deadline though so plenty of plenty of time for something to get brewed up no doubt plenty of time and i want to talk about this for just one second i think a trade would do us very good i think mixing it up just throwing someone new in there could be very beneficial for us. Just trade one of our expirings, whether it be Sharich, Kaminsky, Tyler Johnson, throw someone else in there. I kind of want to see it. You know what seems to kill us so often and something that I'd really like to see on the team is a, a wing who can get to the bucket and finish. And I know that Ubre can do that, but he, he isn't, I'd like to see someone with a little more bulk than Ubre. Mm-hmm. And right back to 
Iguodala, I don't know if he can quite do that anymore, but he's always kind of a guy that I, I've, I'd like to have on the team, but I don't know if we're in a position to go after a guy quite like him. He wants to, he probably wants to win another ring if he's going to get traded somewhere. I don't know if that'll happen here, but I would just like another guy who can attack the basket. I think we're missing that still. I think it would be helpful. I think it would open things up a little bit more. Maybe take a bit of pressure off of Devin Booker. Yep. Yeah, I like that. All right, sons, make it happen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you that, heard the man? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're keeping it short and sweet today. It's the holiday season. We know people don't have 52 minutes to listen to an entire <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's, that's about average for us. I yeah. Think. So we're going to wrap it up with our non-sports section of the show. This time of year, you're usually eating a lot of good food. But what's one food that you just can't stand? You know, I can't even say that I can't stand it. It's something that I won't do out of principle. And it's any sort of impossible burger or fake meat, or especially like the the lab-raised meat that is starting to happen. I am entirely against that. And the amount of processing that something like an Impossible Burger goes through to start to resemble actual meat is insane. But that's, I, I don't know, that's just something that as a guy from South Dakota who my wife's family are cattle ranchers, I just can't, I can't buy into that. I have nothing against it, but it's not something I think I'll try. Yeah, I, I can't say I've tried it either, so... I can't really speak on it. I am I'm I don't know enough. But not super appealing to me either. Um for me, it's black licorice. I tried some black licorice the other day because I said, you know what? I'm a little bit older now. It's been a while since I've had this. As I've gotten older, things like coffee and stronger wine and uh, salt and vinegar chips, those kind of things that I I didn't always really like when I was younger, I really love now. So oh, I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to try black licorice again and just see if maybe my, my palate has become more mature. It hasn't. I still don't like black licorice. It's awful. I just do not like the taste at all. So I'll, I'll say two things. I, I'm not mad at it and the reason why i can say that is if i'm going through uh some jelly beans and i get a black licorice one i never get mad i'm just i i can eat it i i don't get upset when i get one but it's not my favorite and the second question though are you a jägermeister man are you are you a yag bomber um i don't think i've ever had it actually oh no we might have to change that. Maybe I'll. <laughs> maybe when you buy me dinner, I'll order a round of Yag bombs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can do that. Uh, you know, though. Speaking of, um, have you ever had a three bean salad? <laughs> Is this a joke? Well, have you had one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to answer. No, I don't believe well, I've had well, a three bean salad. You know, they're thinking of adding a fourth bean. Oh. A jelly bean. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all fantasy everything. I stole that joke from them. They're really <laughs> you said jelly beans, so that's what I thought of. I, I might take this out, but I might leave it in. We'll see how I'm <laughs> feeling when I edit this. <laughs> Feeling right. funny might delete later. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But 
until then, uh, continue to enjoy your time off if you have it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays in general. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SunnyMPHXPod. We will check back with you next week, and go Suns!